Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm very proud of uh, our branch sister in the church. They're all volunteers. You know, most people serve here without pay. And they spend their own time, energy, gas in their car. They use their own money to put the gas in their car to come and practice music and do all this to serve all of us. We should appreciate one another. Amen? 99% of our members are serving out of volunteer basis. And, and I like that because this is a, a family. In a house, I don't pay my kid to wash dishes. I don't pay my kids to do the bed. They are the part of the family, so they help to clean up the house. They help to take care of the family. The same thing in the church. We help each other to build the house and to take care of the house of God on a volunteer basis. Amen? Are you ready for the Word of God tonight? We are not just here as a little cozy church in Seattle because Jesus said that we need to go out to the world and preach the gospel. Today I was Skyping with the church in London and I was so happy to see one English lady got saved and she came to the Skype. You know, this is a care group. They have a care group. People took turn to talk to me and one new believer, a British woman, came and talked to me, asked about how can I be sure that when I invited Jesus into my life, I know that Jesus is in my heart here. Well, it's a very basic question for a new believer. So I shared with her and they're all looking forward for my ambassador visit to London in April. We're going to go to London. We are so glad that our church can get involved in helping people around the world to come to know the Lord. And we heard all the wonderful testimony around the world all the time that how people get healed, get touched, get saved. And people are growing up very fast, how they are blessed. And when they Skype me or email me, they never just say, Pastor Lau or Pastor Da. They always say, could you please thank New Hope International Church? Everybody will say, thank New Hope International Church because they know that you are a big part of blessing them. This is not Pastor Lau ministry. It's New Hope International Church ministry that we can reach and touch people in many parts of the world. Amen. I'm going to start a teaching series in the revival service. We want to talk about the anointing. We have been learning about knowing the Holy Spirit for a couple of years. I may come back again teaching about the Holy Spirit. But from now on in the revival meetings, I'm going to teach about the anointing. How many people want to know about, about the anointing? We heard this Christian terminology in the church all the time, but many Christians don't understand the word, the anointing. So today we want to talk about that. Amen. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to learn your word. We believe, Father, that tonight the Holy Spirit is our teacher, and we need anointing of the Holy Spirit in everything we do. Help us, Lord, to understand the truth, and when we know the truth, we shall be set free. We don't want to be destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. We want to know exactly how to walk with you on this earth. And Lord, we believe the subject of the anointing is very important to every Christian. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name, the name that is above all names. That name is our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. When we talk about anointing, we talk about oil, talk about putting the oil on the body. Anointing means put the oil on something. Sometimes people may call me, can you come to my house and anoint my house with oil? And the Bible talks about putting the oil on the sick when they could not come to church. The Bible talks about sending elders to that house when the sick was so sick that he could not come to church. Then the elders go to the house and anoint the person with oil. You heard about Samuel poured the oil on King David to anoint him to become a king. Therefore, the word anointing is everywhere in the Bible. The oil is the representation of the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about anointing, it means the Holy Spirit is not only in us, but the Holy Spirit is on us. It's over us. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is for enablement, for the empowerment to get the job done for God. You know, we are saved by the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has so many ministries. He is a teacher. He saves souls. He convicts sinners to know that they need salvation. They need Jesus Christ. But after a person gets saved, God doesn't want that brand new believer or old believer to sit around doing nothing waiting to go to heaven. God wants his people to get involved in the great commission, in the big ministry, in the important task that God created him or her to do. We are not on earth just to go to school, to work, to find a job, to get the income, put money in the 401k, and wait to die to go to heaven. But we all have the calling in our life on earth here. God calls all of us and he anoints all of us to get the job done for him in this generation. In the Old Testament, the people of God who believe in Jehovah did not have the Holy Spirit on them. If we compare to today, they are the just believers in the church. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was confined only in one room. That is the Holy of Holies. The inner room of the temple. The Holy of Holies. 
and the high priest could go into that room once a while to represent God's people to talk to God. And not only that, the Holy Spirit was in the holy of holies. The Holy Spirit was upon certain people in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was on the kings to be able to stand and function as the king. The anointing of the king was on the king of Israel and Judah. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit was on the priest to function in that office as the priest. The Holy Spirit was on the prophets to function as the prophet. So only three groups of people in the Old Testament were anointed by the Holy Spirit before Jesus died on the cross. But after Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, the veil between the Holy of Holies and the holy place, the inner room, the outer room, was torn by the power of God from the top to the bottom. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit came out from the Holy of Holies. After that day, every born-again Christian can have the Holy Spirit on the inside. And every born-again Christian can have the Holy Spirit on them as the anointing. Every believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside as a guarantee, as the guarantee that you are born again and you're going to be in heaven one day. But the Holy Spirit is also on every believer as the anointing to serve the Lord. King David was not only the king, but he was also a prophet. This is what King David say in Psalm chapter 92, verse 10. I have been anointed with fresh oil. You see, King David confessed that I have been anointed with fresh oil. We all need the fresh oil, the fresh anointing every day. That's one of the reasons we have revival services every other month so that we can come and receive the fresh oil. We need more and more oil. In this series of teaching, we're going to learn in detail about the anointing, in detail how to increase the anointing, how to flow in anointing. And today, God's still anointing the prophets. When we talk about prophets or prophetic ministry, there are many levels of prophets or prophetic ministry. There are fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers that we're going to learn later on tonight. These are leaders in the body of Christ. They are leaders of the local churches. But there are also people who have the prophetic ministry of prophetic gifts. And all of us can seek for prophetic gifts. What does it mean, prophetic gift? The anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon us and then we are the mouthpiece of God to speak for God. I see sometimes the prophetic or the anointing of this prophetic ministry came upon my wife, Pasada. And then she gave the word from God, but it's not like prophet in the Old Testament, 
but give the prophetic word of encouragement to help people to be set free from certain problems. Or even teacher, you may be a teacher in the care group. You may be a preacher on Sunday, or you may go out for mission trip, and you are assigned to preach and teach. And during the preaching and teaching, the anointing of prophetic gift came upon you, and you are speaking prophetic words during preaching and teaching. So the anointing of prophetic ministry can be mixed with teaching, preaching, word of encouragement, or the time that you just talk to your kids, the prophetic anointing came upon you, and you say only a few sentences, and your kids are set free from certain problem because God speaks to you. You receive that anointing. We need to learn how to grow and increase in the anointing. We need to learn how to walk under the anointing of God. The anointing is precious and you cannot buy with money. The anointing is something that we all need to seek and grow in it. Revelation chapter 5 verses 9 to 10. Let me read only verse 10. And have made us kings. Mean Jesus have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on this, this earth. Even though this scripture talks about the end time, Jesus will come to rule and reign the earth. But today, even before Jesus come back, he make us kings and he make us priests. What are the priests today? The priests in the Old Testament have the anointing to function on behalf of the citizens of Israel. They were the representative of people who talked to God. The high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and ask God for forgiveness of the sin of the whole nation. Today, God makes us the priest too, the priests of God. You remember the book of Peter say, we are priests unto God. And the job of the priest is to represent people. What is the priest today? Not just only the pastor. We all can be anointed to be the priest today. And that is including the intercessory prayer. We can be anointed by the Holy Spirit to pray, either pray in tongues or pray in our human language to intercede for other people. People may get into trouble. People may have sickness. People may get involved, may get into the car accident. You intercede for people. You intercede for families, for your kids. So when we pray, we should invite the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to anoint us with the prophet, uh, to, to anoint us to be the priest, to intercede for people. Don't pray out of your flesh, please. Don't pray out of pressure that people pressure you to pray. But you should pray under the unction, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Even in the time of your prayer, you should seek to be anointed by the Holy Spirit so that whatever you say will come from the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about pray in the Spirit. What does it mean? Pray in the Spirit means you pray in tongues, or you pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I learned this lesson long time ago, about 10 years ago. And since then, when I pray, 
I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me, to anoint me, so that I can pray by the leading and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Should we walk in the anointing every day, even in the time of prayer? Not only that, God say He make us kings. He make us kings. Look at Romans chapter five verse seventeen. For it is by the one man's offense, Adam's offense or sin against God, death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive abundance of grace, we can receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. The New Testament say that we can be the priests of God. To pray for people, to represent God's people who are weaker in faith, and we can be kings in this generation. We can have the anointing to rule and reign in life. We can command the sickness to go away. We can command the devil to leave us alone, leave our kids alone. We have the authority, and that authority comes from the abundance of grace or the presence of God. You remember the teaching, great grace. What is grace? Grace is the tangible presence of God, and that is the anointing. The more anointing we have, the more thick oil we have, the more presence of God we have. We have more authority. We have more power to reign in this life. That's why I love to see our member get filled with the Holy Spirit, get more anointing, so they can have more authority as kings on earth. Here, you cannot depend on me forever. You know, sometimes people text me, "Could you pray for my son? Could you pray for my business?" Yes, I can intercede for you, but you should exercise your own authority. You should know how to rule and reign yourself. You should learn how to hook up to the anointing and the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, and command the situation yourself. You need to exercise authority yourself. Don't just depend on the pastor. You know how to rule and reign yourself by the unction or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is why the anointing is so important. Other Old Testament references to the anointing include these texts in the book of Zechariah and the book of Isaiah. Let me read to you Zechariah chapter four, verse six. And he answered and said to me, "This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel: Not by might, nor by power." But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. When you hear the word might and power, as Christian, you think about the Holy Spirit. You think about the power of God. But actually, God was speaking to Zerubbabel. It's not by the might of the army. It's not by the power of man that you can win the battle. But by the anointing, by the presence. By the power of the Holy Spirit, that you can win the battle, that you can win any situation in your life. The Bible tries to tell us that it's so important to walk under the anointing, to have the presence of the Holy Spirit in every circumstance, because the victory that you have doesn't come from your own ability. The victory that you will obtain doesn't come from your own might. But it comes 
by the Spirit of the Living God. When I get into the airplane to go to mission trip, I never think that Pastor Lau is going there on my own strength and my own power. When I come up to preach on Sunday, I never think that this is the ministry of Pastor Lau, or I'm a great preacher. I never thought that way because it's not my my might, it's not my my power. I'm just a mere man. I am a human being. I cannot do much, but I need. The power of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Even when I perform surgery, I hook up to the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday, while I was perform surgery, I was singing, "As the deer panted for." I was humming and singing that song, and I was hooked up to the Holy Spirit while I was performing surgery, and it's amazing. The anointing came upon me. He guided me every single step. To have a successful surgery, so the patient will not be in pain any longer. Everything you do, you hook up to the Holy Spirit. You learn how to walk under the anointing of God, because you can win every battle. You can face any circumstance, not by your own power, not by your own might, but by the Spirit of God. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day. That his burden, whose burden, the devil burden, the devil puts the burden on God's people, will be taken away from your shoulder, and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Let me change the sentence a little bit. It is the anointing that destroys or breaks. The yoke. If you look at people all over the world today, you can see that people are tortured, destroyed, or oppressed by the yoke of poverty, the yoke of sickness, the yoke of family breakdown, the yoke of curses, the yoke of depression. Sometimes I sit down and talk to some. All believers who are doing the ministry. After I talk for 15 minutes, I notice that this believer is really affected by depression, worry. Start to express the worry and depression and concern. And instead of serving God with joy, the burden, the joke of depression is on the believer. That's why I love the anointing. When the anointing come in. It breaks the yoke of depression. It breaks the yoke of anxiety. It breaks the yoke of poverty. Breaks the yoke of sickness and disease. It breaks the yoke of addiction. It breaks the yoke of fear and torture. Anything that people will be affected by the devil. It's not by a good preacher. It's not by a good church program. It's not by just methods or methodology, but God's people are free from the joke of the devil by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. When I travel to Thailand, thousands of people come. I lay hand on every single head because I want the anointing to break the yoke in those people. I am willing to work hard 
Sometimes spend two and a half hours just to lay hand, preaching only 45 minutes, but lay hand for two and a half hours because I want the anointing to break the yoke. And we could see demon come out. We could see people change. Some people get into financial trouble, get into debt. The yoke of debt was taken off, and then that person become prosperous. The yoke of the enemy can be destroyed by the anointing. We have one great example. To show us that a human being like us must walk under the anointing, and that person is the Lord Jesus Himself. Luke chapter four, verses fourteen to fifteen. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of Him went out through all the surrounding region, and He taught in their synagogues. Being glorified by all, the Bible did not say Jesus returned in or with a piece of paper diploma from the Bible school. The Bible did not say Jesus returned with the title Apostle, Prophet, and Evangelist or Reverend Jesus Christ from so and so denomination. Jesus. Did not look for title from denomination. He returned in the power of the Spirit. We should walk in the same footstep as Jesus. Everywhere we go, everything we do, we should go and do in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everyone see the word power. Everyone see the word the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Anointing is about the Holy Spirit rub on your life to give you power to get the job done to have victory. Jesus went about to preach and teach by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Luke chapter four. Continue to say verses sixteen to twenty-one. So he came to Nazareth. He came to his own hometown, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. He handed the scroll of the book of Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." Is that anointing? Oil is upon me. The oil. The Holy Spirit is on. Everyone say on. on. There's difference between in and on. In is salvation, the presence of God, the grace. But on is about power. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. You can see the three words here, from verse 14 on. Look for 14. You can see the word power, the Spirit upon and anointed. All these words are connected: power, the Spirit, upon and anointed. He was anointed to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He could not do all these things as a man. He did all these things by the anointing, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book 
and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. In other words, they were stunned by the anointing from his mouth. When he spoke, he spoke with authority, with grace, with fullness of grace, with the anointing. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Wow. God sent Jesus into the world as a man, and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit with power to preach, to teach, to heal, to perform miracles. And Peter, one of his closest disciples, make a conclusion in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, 38, talk about Jesus. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Everyone say anointed. With the Holy Spirit and with power. You can see three words together again. Anointing, Holy Spirit, and power. Who went about doing good. And healing all who were oppressed by the devil. You remember Isaiah 10, 27 say, By the anointing, the yoke, and the burden on the neck and shoulder of people are destroyed and broken. Here, Jesus was anointed to break the yoke, the sickness, the oppression that was done by the devil. For... God was with him. This is a very powerful scripture. We should walk in the same footstep like Jesus. We should be anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power to go out to do good. Everyone say do good. My brother and sister, when you are anointed by God to preach, to teach, to heal, whatever anointing you have, it's not for doing bad. It's for doing good to one another and for doing good to the outsiders. Amen? We are not anointed to gossip people or to fight foul with your pastor or to give him trouble so that he could not sleep for three days. No, 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 no. You are anointed to serve, to do good, to encourage, to help people. Remember, you are anointed to do good to people. Our job is not to touch anybody, to fight for with anybody, or to give trouble to anybody. Our work, our ministry on earth, we are anointed to do only good. And to heal. When we talk about heal, healing, it doesn't mean only the physical healing. Sometimes people need emotional healing. Sometimes people need family healing. Sometimes people need healing from fear. Sometimes financial healing to heal, to set people free from whatever the devil tried to oppress them with those problems. Amen? Amen? Everyone say, I am anointed, I am anointed. To, do to do good to my brothers and sisters, to the people out there. Amen? Amen? So every time you start to have a negative attitude and to think that you're better than somebody. You start to boast about your own anointing. You start to look down on people. That is a wrong attitude. You are anointed only to build people up, to do good, to help people, not to boast about your own ability. Amen? So 
Jesus has the ministry. Have you ever heard people say this way? When I was a new believer and I did not understand all this truth, I read the four gospel: Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke. And I was thinking in my heart, "Wow, that is Jesus. That is not me. He was a son of God. He could raise the dead. He could heal the sick. He could do all this miracle." That was Jesus, the Son of the Living God. I'm just a human being. That is only for Him, not for me. I could not do those things. You need to separate between two things. As a person, Jesus was the Son of God, but as a minister, He was a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. He went back to his hometown, and he read from the book of Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Let me ask this question: Does God need the anointing? No. Listen carefully. If Jesus ministered as a son of God, he does not need the anointing because he already is God. The anointing only for the human beings, for the believers. But he read from the scripture: the spirit of God is on me and anointed me. He was anointed because he was a man. Look at Philippians chapter two, verse seven. The Bible says, "But made himself of no reputation." Actually, the real meaning is Jesus was stripped off. Or taken away his glory and power. When he came into the world, he came as a man without the anointing. He has the spirit in him, but he has no anointing. He was a son of God as a person, but at the same time, he was a man who did not have power. Have you ever read the Bible that Jesus performed one miracle before 30 years old? Never. He was just as much the son of God. When he was 25 years old, as when he was 30 years old, he was just as much the Son of God when he was 28 years old as when he was 30 years old. What a big difference between those time of the first 30 years that he could not perform any miracle, but why at 30 years old suddenly he performed miracle? You know, he performed miracle, the first miracle at Cana Galilee. In the book of John, chapter two, verse eleven, the Bible say, "This beginning of miracles, first miracle, did Jesus in Cana Galilee, and manifested forth this glory, and his disciple believed on him. He turned water into wine at thirty years old. The first miracle that Jesus performed was not the miracle of healing." It was the miracle of provision, changing water into wine. What happened just before that? Just before that, at the Jordan River, the Spirit of God came upon him in a form of, as a dove, and the Father spoke to, from heaven, "This is my beloved Son." You see, Father called him beloved Son. He was a son of God since he was born. His title has not changed as the Son of God, but he was also a man without the anointing 
until he was anointed by the Holy Spirit at the Jordan River. And after that incident in Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 4, the Bible says he walked out of that place with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was ministering as a servant of God with the anointing because of the Holy Spirit. He was ministering as a man, not as God, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. If you think that Jesus ministered healing, teaching, preaching, signs and wonders, miracles, because he was a son of God, I want you to read this scripture, John chapter 14, verse 12. If he was ministering as a son of God, this scripture will not be for us because we are not God. Most actually, I say to you, he who believes in me. How many people believe in Jesus in this room? How many people? You don't raise hand. It means you don't believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Okay, good. The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this, he will do. Wow. He said that the work that he did, we as believers shall do also. And not just that, greater work than this, we shall do because I go to my Father. Jesus ministered as a man, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Are you a man and a woman? Do you need anointing? Do you want, do you want to minister like Jesus? Do you need the anointing? Can you minister like Jesus without the anointing? Should we say the same thing? The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. We need the anointing to minister like Jesus. That's why the devil lies to the church for many, many years, many centuries. That that is Jesus is not for us. Only Jesus could do all those miracles. Healing is not for today. Casting out demons is not for today. That's all for the New Testament time, the uh, for gospel time today we don't have that power like Jesus because we are not the son of the living God we're just mere men and women that is the lie of the enemy not only that the lie of, of the enemy also come to charismatic church is that we have enough the Holy Spirit what do you want more you got filled to speak in tongue one time in your life 25 years ago that is enough that is the lie of the devil the devil doesn't want us to have more anointing he doesn't want us to grow in the anointing because he doesn't want us to do like Jesus Christ. I witnessed in my own life that as I grow in the past 30 years, I remember um, in around 1990, there was a woman came to my church who was filled with demon. She came up to the front here and she tried to dance like a Hindu god. And I look at her and I say, Archer, come here. Could you take her down to another room? I did not even have the power to cast out demons at that time. I did not understand about demons. I did not have any anointing to cast out demons. But as I grow and I study the Bible, the anointing grow. And now if demons want to manifest here, they're going to be in trouble. Because I cannot cast them out. Amen? I grow in the anointing in the past 30 years. And I will not stop growing. Until one day, I want to be like Peter, that my shadow fall on the sick, they get healed. I want more anointing. I want to minister more than Jesus minister. 
Today we thank God we have airplanes. We can fly. Jesus only on the donkey. We can have airplane. We can fly to different cities. We can minister to more people. We have the speaker and microphone. Jesus used the water to bow his sound, his voice out of the water. You see, we can do more today. We have internet. We have YouTube. We have Skype. Amen. People in Europe listen to our teaching in the YouTube. And when they listen, the anointing came out from the voice of the YouTube, and they got touched by the anointing in their bedroom, and the demon come out of them. People get set free without even me being there, because the anointing was in the voice. Thank God for the YouTube. Thank God for the internet. Thank God for the all this technology and video camera, all this stuff. The anointing can be carried by. The person and by the voice and by the handkerchief. We're gonna learn more later on. Amen. Jesus was ministering. Let's look at Ephesians chapter four, verse eight. When he ascended, Jesus has the anointing. He ministered on earth two thousand years ago, but when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. What are these gifts to men? The Bible says, prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Jesus had all the five gifts in him. No man in the world has all five gifts. We can have part of it. I know I have the gift of pastor and teacher and preacher. I am not a prophet. I'm not an evangelist for sure. I can evangelize; people can get saved, but I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not evangelist. I cannot do Billy Graham crusade because it's not my gift. We all have different gifts, and Jesus Himself have all five gifts. Hebrews chapter three, verse one. I'm going to emphasize Jesus today. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle, capital A, and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. The word apostolos or apostle mean a sent one. Jesus was the first apostle. Then he ordained or anointed the twelve apostle, and today we still have apostle in the New Testament today. The word apostle mean. Those who function in a local church, faithful, have gifts, sent out to do the work outside his own church or his own city. Jesus was sent out by the Father from heaven into the world. He is the apostle. He has the anointing of the apostle. Amen. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus. is my apostle. Secondly, he also stood in the office of. The prophet. He called himself prophet. Luke chapter four, verse twenty-four. Then he said, "Actually, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country." He said he is not accepted in Nazareth. He called himself prophet. The people in Nazareth rejected him. You remember the story of a woman. In Samaria, at the well, in John chapter four, verses five to nineteen, at that time, a Samaritan woman requested living water that Jesus talked about. She 
talk about husband. The woman actually did not marry at that time. She lived with a man. And then at one point, Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. This is the first time Jesus met her. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. How did Jesus know that she had five husbands? He was the prophet. He knew what it was going on in her life. Amen? And after that, she went back to her hometown. And the woman said in verse 19, Sir, I preserve that you are a prophet. She went back to her hometown and she announced in the whole town, Come to see a prophet. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus was not only the apostle. He was the prophet. Amen? Not only that, he was an evangelist. The Bible said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Was he an, an evangelist? He was the evangelist. He is the model of evangelist. He preached the gospel. He was a prophet. He was the apostle. He was the evangelist. He was also anointed to stand in the office of teacher. If you read the four gospel carefully and you underline the word teach, taught, preach, you will find that Jesus did a lot of teaching, more than healing. He has the anointing to teach and to preach. Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing, three things, teaching, preaching, and healing, every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. In this scripture, Jesus was anointed to preach, anointed to preach and teach, and he was also the shepherd. He was anointed to be the pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. He said in John chapter 10, verse 14, I am the good shepherd. The word shepherd means pastor. First Peter 5, 4, Peter called Jesus when the chief shepherd appears, who is the chief pastor of this church? Jesus Christ. Jesus, while he was on earth, he was anointed to be the prophet, the apostle, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. He had all five four minister gifts in him. And today, from heaven, he sent the gift into the world. Each church has pastor, some prophet, some evangelist, 
some teachers, some pastors all over. Amen. One of my jobs to travel all over the world right now, not only to teach the word, not only to lay hand on people, to set the captive free, and to impart the fire of God that anointing. My job is also to train pastors all over the world, so that those churches and those cities will have rising up pastors and teachers and evangelists. All these people, I invited Pastor Joe Cruz to come with me to impart the spirit of evangelists. He is an evangelist and worshippers. Amen. So we have that anointing. Anointing of teaching, anointing of prophet, and now God began to spread the anointing of healing. More people get healed. The anointing of God keep increasing in the ministry because we are seeking for the anointing. We don't want to stop here. We want to keep growing in the anointing of God. Jesus' ministry consists of teaching, preaching, and healing, and all of us can be anointed to do the work of God as well. The anointing can be stronger and stronger as years go by. Anointing can be quenched if we don't do the right thing. So I pray that you all will learn this lesson and learn how to grow in the anointing, so that we can minister with the power of the Holy Spirit to save this lost world, to help so many people out there who are tortured by the joke and the burden of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Look at. Last verse today, John chapter three, verse thirty-four. For he, Jesus, whom God has sent, speak the words of God. For God does not give the Spirit by measure. The NIV say, God gave Jesus with the Spirit without limit. What does it mean? The Lord Jesus Christ. Has the anointing upon him without limit. He has unlimited anointing. He has all gifts mentioned in the Bible: the gift of word of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, pastor, prophet, the gift of teaching, the gift of healing. He has all kinds of gifts in the Bible, and each gift in himself was not limited. Fullness gift, fullness anointing, but for all of us. Have limited gift. We may have certain gift, and we don't have certain gift. And in each gift that we have, some of you may have the gift of teaching, and your gift of teaching is limited. You don't have the fullness of the gift of teaching. But can you grow in it? Yes, you can grow in it. You can have more anointing of teaching. You can have more anointing of healing. You can have more anointing of preaching. You can grow in the anointing, and not only that, you need to find your gifts, your anointing. Every Christian has the responsibility to find your own anointing, your giftings, and you walk in that anointing. Don't do something that is not for you. I don't try to be an evangelist because I'm not. I'm not Billy Graham. I am a pastor and teacher. So I walk in my anointing. Yes, I evangelize. Two days ago, somebody told me that could you please record your testimony of how you become a Christian and how you come to know God in English, because they want to give this CD in another city in America. They, I have only in Thai. So after they request me, 
I will plan to record in YouTube and record in sound and send put in the website so people can hear my testimony. Am I an evangelist? No. But can I witness? Yes. Can I evangelize? Yes. But my strong anointing is not evangelist. I am the teacher and the pastor. Amen. Amen. And you need to find out what kind of gift you have. Walk in your anointing. Don't be jealous of somebody else who has different anointing. Don't try to be somebody else. You cannot be jack of all trade. You cannot make the rabbit fly. And you cannot make the bird swim. You need to know exactly what gift you have and walk in your anointing and your gift. And ask God to give you more anointing and more gift. Amen? Lately, I have been praying that God will give us, all of us in this church, the gift of healing more and more. And the gift of performing miracles. If people come in without ear, without ear, pinna here. You can lay hand and the pinna come out, like Jesus. You remember Peter, his ear was cut off, he lay hand, the pinna just connect again. We can have those kind of gifts if we ask God, but it's according to God's will. We cannot force God. Amen? So today, in conclusion, every believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside. Every believer has the Spirit on them. And it's our responsibility to study about the anointing, about the Holy Spirit. It's our responsibility to seek, to press in, to ask, to live a life that will qualify you to have more and more anointing. It's possible that you have more anointing. It's possible that you can increase in the gift. And you need to exercise those gifts. Find out the gift and exercise and walk in them. It's good to walk under the anointing every single day. Learn how to be clothed with the anointing in everything you do. Don't do everything by your flesh, by your own might and your power, but depend on the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Learn how to flow in the anointing. We're going to learn more and more. This is just the introduction of the lesson called the anointing. Amen? Amen. How many people learned something today? How many people are hungry for the anointing? How many people say, I want more anointing? How many people expect God to use you in this generation? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. If you have more anointing, your life will never be the same. I can see the growth in the anointing in this church. And the anointing can be transferred. i give you an example. Pastor Kenny has the anointing of worship. And when I watch Joseph, a young man coming up here to lead worship, I and Pastor Da look at each other's eyes. That anointing was transferred from his father to his son. And it's amazing. As years go by, I can see the anointing in Joseph keep increasing. Keep increasing. Amen? I noticed too that because I have the anointing of teaching, I noticed that my daughter can teach the Bible quite well. The same anointing, usually soak in the same family. Pastor Joe Cruz, all of that children have the anointing of worship. If you have certain anointing, it flow in the house, flow in the same church. All the pastors that are 
associated with this church, New Hope International Church, they all have the gift of casting out demons. They have the fire of God. They lay hand. Things move, and they have the same anointing and spirit. The church had the same spirit. When people walk in, they can feel the love, the presence of God, everything. The anointing flow from above down to people under. Amen. So that's why we need to be around people with the anointing. Definitely, the anointing is important, but the character is important as well. I want to express to you today, from my heart. You know, I'm not an evangelist, but my calling as a pastor, and God spoke to me every day. One of your jobs, my job, and Pastor Dad's job as a pastor, is to see his people become mature, living a holy life. Sometimes people run around from meeting to meeting to meeting to seek the power, the anointing. They keep running around, but their life is not mature. They are babies. They have bad attitudes. They have wrong spirit. Thank God for the anointing, but it's not enough just to have the anointing. We need to grow up, to become mature. Root yourself, be faithful, close yourself with love, faithfulness, and loyalty. Have the humble heart. Whatever God calls you to do, you are faithful to do it. Don't quit easily or just be baby forever. You know, that's my calling. My strongest calling is to mature people to become like Christ. Amen. Thank God for the anointing. But anointing is not enough. We need to grow up to become mature, strong, stable Christian who have the heart of God, the mind of Christ. God can count on us. We are not jojo up and down emotionally. One day feel good, another day feel down. That is baby. That is kids, four years old kids running around and cry. We need to be strong, mature, speak the right thing, have the mind of Christ, faithful, stand firm, full of faith, full of love, full of the way of God in your life. Amen? If you are around me, you notice that that's how I minister to you. It's all about maturity. Amen? But definitely, we want the anointing. Because without the anointing, the yoke in your life that makes you babies will not be broken. We need to break the yoke that caused you to be bind up in immaturity or in the curses or bondage in your life. Amen? Now you know my heart. It's about maturity. It's about training you to be the servant of God. Serve God faithfully. Become a mature man and a woman of Christ. Amen? How many people want to be mature? Amen. Grow up. Everyone turn to the person next to you. Please grow up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.